Today's daf is Bovakama daf kuf tesvav, and we are 24 lines from the top of daf kuf yud dalad amidbeis, the two dots, v'chein nechil shel devarim. Today's daf is being learned as a schos for achenu b'nei Yisrael, hanesunu batzaru v'ashir. So the Mishnah on daf kuf yud dalad amidalev discussed, hamatzal min hanor, oy min hagayos, oy min alistem. If somebody saves something that belongs to somebody else, either from a nar, it was being swept away by a river, or from troops that had come and taken it away, or he took it from listem. The halacha is, im if we know that the bailim were meyayish, the halacha is, you now are allowed to keep it. And the Mishnah said, the same would be true for a nechil shal devarim, a swarm of bees that belong to someone else, they've gotten away, if the owner was you, the finder, are allowed to keep it. Says the Gemara, what's the Chiddush that a nechil shal devoirim im nesiyashu abaylim harei elu shaloi. Hachi kamar says the Gemara. I'll tell you what the chiddush is. Afilu nechil shal devoirim. Even a nechil shal devoirim, the king in the rabbanon who, where even the owner only owns it midrabbanon. So a nechil shal devoirim is something that you cannot be koyne midayraisa. So even the owner of this nechil, he owns it. On a rabbanon level, so could I tachamina. Therefore, I would have thought, "Hi, kimed the midrabbanon ba amu hudekani like being that all he owns it is midrabbanon afilu stama nami miyayish." So that if you now find it, even if you don't know for a fact that the bialim was miyayish, maybe stama we could assume is yiyush, and you should be allowed to keep it. Kamash malon. That's the chiddush of the mishnah. In this yashua bialim in iloy loy. If you know for a fact that the bialim were miyayish, then you're allowed to keep it. If not, not. So the chiddush is not nechil shal devorim where the bialim were miyayish harei elushaloy. The chiddush is that even by nechil shal devorim, you have to know for a fact that the bialim were miyayish. If However, you don't know for a fact that the Bailam were Miyayish, despite the fact that the Bailam only owns the Nechil Midr Abanam, the halacha is, you would not be allowed to keep it. Then the Mishnah digressed a little bit. The Mishnah said, Am Rabbi Yochanan ben Broika, Nemenes isha ikotan loimar, a woman or a minor are believed to say, Mikan yotzon nechilze, that a Nechil that people see flying around, you should know it came from this field, and it belongs to the following person. Meaning, there was a Nechil Shaldavayim, and we don't know who owns this Nechil Shaldavayim. You would need, ordinarily, to aid him to come to Bezdin and testify. This is a question of Dover Shevimavim. Said Rabbi Yochanan and Breika, a Isha is believed when it comes to Eidos, a Katan is believed when it comes to Eidos, as it relates to the Nechil Shaldavayim. For Eidos, what's Pashup Shad and the Salacha? Isha the Katan B'nei Eidos Ninu, Isha and Katan are never believed. So why would they be believed over here? Amr Rabbi Yudah Mashmul. So Rabbi Yudah said in the name of Shmuel. Hachav Mayaskin. You have to say that the Mishnah is talking about a specific kimtak. There was someone that was running after this Nechil Shaldavayim. The Isha of the Katan Masichim of Ituman, and a woman or a Katan was in the presence of this, and they said not as testimony, but. Push it in the context of casual conversation. That the Nechil came from here. In this instance, the Isha and the Katan are going to be believed. If you look at Rashi, Rashi says the reason the Isha and the Katan are believed is because there's two things supporting 
the idea that the Nechil belongs to the Bailam. Number one, Bailam Eradfen Achareim, which is a Raglaim Ladover that probably it just got away from the Bailam's field, and it's for that reason the Bailam's chasing after it. Additionally, the Isha Vekotan said this Masiach Lefituman. And being that they said a Masiach Lefituman, therefore we assume that what they're saying is probably accurate, a combination of Bailam Eradfen Achareim. And Masiach Lefituman, the halach is that the Ish and the Katan are going to be believed. Um, Rav Ashi, Rav Ashi said, Ein Masiach Lefituman, caution. This that you find, that an Ish or a Katan, who ordinarily are not believed to say Eidos, but if it's Masiach Lefituman, they're believed, that's only true, Le'edos Isha Bavad, with regards to Eidos Isha. So there is an idea of Eidos Masiach Lefituman, where even someone that ordinarily is not believed to say Eidos, that means they're not believed to come to court, L'Shem Yichod, I'm saying Eidos. If, however, it's Masiach Lefitumai, we can extrapolate it from something that they said, there's less of a chashash that they're lying, over there they're going to be believed. But Ravashi said that the only time there's a concept of Eidos Masiach Lefitumai is when it comes to Eidos Isha. So what's Eidos Isha? This is a married woman whose husband went to Medina Sayyam, we haven't heard from him. The Allah is that Apostle uh, Eidos would be believed to say Eidos Masiach Lefitumai. A lot of kulois that were instituted by Chazal when it comes to Eidos Isha, Meshum Aguna Kilobei Rabbanon, Daiki Isha Mitzvah, for a whole variety of reasons, Ein Kan Hamakam Laharach. One of the coolest that you find in Eidos Isha that you don't find anywhere else, said Ravashi, is the idea of Masich Lefitumai. Amalei Ravina Le Ravashi, Ravina told Ravashi, is that so? The only time there's an idea of Masich Lefitumai is when it comes to Eidos Isha. What about our Mishnah? Very Nechil Shal Devarim, Masich Lefitumai Hu. And the halacha is that Isha and a cotton are believed. Meaning, Rabbi Yechonim and Broika said in the Mishnah, Nemenes Isha v'Katan Loi Man Mikan Yatsan Chilzeh. And the Gemara explained it was Rabbi. Rav Yehuda, in the name of Shmuel, that the cases where they were saying Eidos Masiach Lefitumai. But the bottom line is that you see Eidos Masiach Lefitumai works even when you're not dealing with Eidos Isha. So the Gemara says, Shani Nechil Shal Devarim, the Kinyin de Rabbanu. The Nechil Shal Devarim is different because that is a sugya of the Rabbanon. And the reason is because, as we said a few lines ago, that even the Bailam that owns the Nechil Shal Devarim only owns him in the Rabbanon, doesn't own him in the Raisa. Being that the whole Kinyin is merely a Kinyin de Rabbanon. So there you're going to find that Eidos Masich Lefitumai is going to work. When Ravashi said, Ein Masich Lefitumai Kasher Elu Eidos Isha Bavad, what he was talking about was Dine Dei Raisa. Eidos Isha is Dine Dei Raisa. There it's only by Eidos Isha, as opposed to Dine Dei Rabbanon and Achinan. But the Gemara says, Dei Raisa, you tell me there's nowhere else by Dine Dei Raisa where there's Eidos Masich Lefitumai. From Rav Yudam Hashmur, Rav Yudas, and the name of Rav Shom, Ma'isav Adam Echad, there was a story with a person who told you Masich Lefitumai. He was talking Masich Lefitumai for Omer, and he said the following: Zichurani, I remember. When I was a little child, my father was carrying me on his shoulders. He took me home from yeshiva. He took off my clothing. And he was toivel me in the mikvah because I was tame, and he wanted me to be able to eat shruma in the evening. See the first Mishnah, Mesechtes Brachis. Reb Chanina, when he would say over this story, he said that this child added, he said, my friends used to keep a little bit of distance from me. They knew I was different. My name was Yoichanan, and they used to call me Yoichanan Oichel Chalois, because I used to eat Chala. I was a Koyan. The Helu Rebbe Likohuna Alpiv. And Rebbe said, This child is a Koyan. Meaning, there was a child 
who claimed he was a Kayin based on a memory that he had from when he was a little child. And Rebbe was Mechabal, his Eidos, even though it was based on something that happened when he was a child. Thus, in Hilchas Eidos, it should not have been okay. But it was Masiach Lefitumah. He's just telling the story that he remembers a very fond childhood memory. And that was enough for Rebbe to give him Truma. For Rebbe to accept him as a Kayan. Now, being a Kayan is not a Dinder Abanon, that's a Dinder Raisa. So again, you see, Masiach Lefitumai works, even for Dinder De Raisa, even when you're not talking about Eidosisha, says the Gemara, Betruma de Rabbanon, Rebbe, that was Mailahim Likahuna, who was only with regards to Truma and only with regards to Truma de Rabbanon. Rashi says it's because Rebbe lived after the Khurban, and Rebbe's going according to the Mandama that holds. So really, all truma in the times of Rebbe was truma de Rabbanan, and that's why Rebbe didn't have a problem with this. But again, it's only because it was a din de Rabbanan. But the Gemara asks another kashback. Is it true that when it comes to din de Raisa, there's no Allah Masih of Itumai? Fakiyas Ravdimi Omar Rabchana Kartigna. When Ravdimi came from Merit Israel to Bavel, so we know he said over a lot of halachas in the name of Rabbi Echanan. He also said halachas from other of the Chachme Yerushalmi. One of them was Rav Chana Kartigna. Rav Lassam say, Rav Achat Kartigna Mishtoi. That was Rav Achat Kartigna, not Rav Chana Kartigna. And he was saying over the following. Bottom line. Maisa Balifnei Rabbi Shua Levi. A story came to Rabbi Shua Ben Levi. Rav Lassam say, Maisa Balifnei Rabbi. Okay, what's the story? There was a child, he was Masih And he said, Me and my mother were both captured and taken into captivity. You should know that when I used to go out to get water, I was thinking about my mother. When I went to gather wood, the point was, he was never Masih Das from his mother. He was watching her all the time to make sure that she wasn't violated. And Rebbe accepted the testimony of this child, being that it was Masih Lefitumai. He didn't walk into Bezdin and say, I know that nothing happened. He said, Daiti Alimi, Daiti Alimi. And being that it was Masih Lefitumai, Rebbe accepted the idea that was implied from what this child was saying, and that is that this woman was a Tahira. Now, this is Nogeya Dina Deiraisa. Why? Rashi says, because the Zoyim is not allowed to marry a Koyin. Nidairaisa. So you see, Masih Lefutumai works, even for Deiraisa, even when it's not Eidasisha. So the Gemara, something that the Gemara says in many places in Shas, most notably in the second paragraph of Masech, we know Chazal made special kulis when it comes to a Shvuya, and it's for that reason we could chalk this up as another cooler related to a shvuya, just like Eidos Isha is unique, shvuya is also unique. The bottom line is, there's an idea of Eidos Masiach Lefitumai. When does that work? When it comes to Dini de Rabbanon, so then we could be liberal with it. Nechil Shal that's the Mishnah that we just learned, Truma de Rabbanon, like the Maisa Shahaya with Rabbi. When it comes to Dine de Raisa, there's two times based on our sugya anyways, that Eidos Masich Lefitumai would work. Number one, by Eidos Isha. Number two, by Ashfuya. What do they have in common? We find the Chazal were very makele. There was a Kayach Te'atera when it came to these two sugyas. Be'edos Isha Hikilu and Be'shfuya Hikilu. Either way, returning to the Mishnah. So the Mishnah digressed a little bit, talking about a Nechil Shal Devarim, and it concluded with one last halacha. The Mishnah said, 
a person is allowed to go into his neighbor's field, the Hatzalas Nechiloi, to save his bees. Then Hizek, if however he's Mazik, Mashalim Asha Hizek. He has to pay for any damages that he causes. Let's say his bees, they settled on his friend's tree, and it's on one big branch. And if he cuts the branch off, like this, he'll be able to save his bees. Otherwise, it's going to be very difficult. Says the Mishnah, you're not allowed to do it. Meaning, you can't say, let me cut the branch off, and then I'll make this person whole. You can't steal almanas to return it. You can't be mazik almanas to pay. No, I disagree. This is something that you're actually allowed to do. So who said you could do it? Rabbi Shmuel ben Oisha, Rabbi Yechem ben Breika. The Gemara is going to bring a brayso where Rabbi Shmuel ben Oisha, Rabbi Yechem ben Breika is going to elaborate on his position. There was a tenai bezdin she A person is allowed to go into his neighbor's field. He's allowed to cut the branch off his tree. To save his bees, and then he pays the owner of the tree the value of his branch from the money that he just saved by saving his bees. But tonight, Bezdin, additionally, a similar tonight, Bezdin was instituted. So the topic of this other tonight, Bezdin, is actually the topic of the Mishnah that we're going to learn towards the end of today's daf, and it's going to be the topic of tomorrow's daf as well. So the story is where there were two people that were traveling together. One person had wine, and the other person had dvash. Dvash, once upon a time, was more valuable than wine. The person who had wine, his barrel, the person who had dvash, his barrel has a hole in it. Now all of a sudden he's losing his dvash, right? The honey is bleeding out. So the person with the wine says, I have a good idea. Let me save your dvash. I'll pour out my wine and I'll save your dvash. It's a shot. Like this will end up doing a little bit better. The question is, if he does that, could he now be reimbursed from the bala dvash for the wine that he lost to save his dvash or not? So again, it's the topic of a Mishnah, but it gets thrown into this b'raiso, that there was a Tanai Bezdin, that the person should do that. Get rid of your wine. Save your friends' dvash. And you just saved them all his dvash. You'll be able to make yourself whole for the wine that you lost. The dvash that you saved. Additionally, the tonight best, and who there was another tonight best that was put into place. So these were two people that each had donkeys. One person's donkey had wood on it. The other person's donkey had flax on it. The flax is more valuable than the wood. The donkey that has the flax just gave out. Now, we're going to lose the pishton. So there's a Tanai Bezdin that if you want, you could be mefarik your eitzim, get rid of your eitzim, take the pishton, put it on your donkey, and you'll make yourself whole for your eitzim that you lost from the pishton that you just saved your friend. And the reason this works, it's a Tanai Bezdin, but this is not just any tonight, Bezin Shalmanas Kane, Hinchul Yahishua, the Yisrael as Ares, because when Yeshua Benun was Manchaler Yisrael, so we know we put a lot of conditions into place. These were three of them. And this tonight Bezdin is actually something that traces itself back to Yeshua Benun. In fact, if this Braisa sounded familiar, it's because the Gemara had brought it in the end of Parak Merubah, where the Gemara brought the ten Tanoim of Yeshua Benun and then the ten Tanoim of Ezra Hasoifer. The Gemara there mentioned that there's a shita that holds more than ten. Who's the shita? Rabbi Shmuel ben Oishal, Rabbi Yechonah ben Breika. 
because in this price right here, he has three additional tonight. Either way, we're now going to return to our regular program, which is intense sugyas related to Gneva and Gzela and Yiyush, etc., etc. So, Mishnah. So, a person had his kalim, he had his svarim stolen from him. Doesn't know where they are. And lo and behold, one day he sees Pliny has his kalim. He has his svarim. Now, there's no evidence that this person stole them. In fact, this person claims that he bought them. But at the same time, there was a rumor that was permeating the city that said that there was a geneva from this person's house. As a result, it lends credibility to the idea that the kalim and the svarim that are currently behind Acha actually belong to him. So he comes to this person and he tells him, you know, you have my kalim, you have my svarim. He says, I don't know, I bought it from Pliny. He says, well, if that's the case, plainly stole from me. So how do we go about this? Says the Mishnah, This person, we trust him that he bought it. He should swear now to the person who claims that these kelim and these farm belong to him, how much money he paid to purchase these farm. Viyita, he gets the money, meaning you want to take this kalim, you want to take this farm that you, came, you claim belongs to you, that's fine, but you're going to have to buy them back. In love, and otherwise, love called hemnai, he's not going to be believed. What does it mean, in love? In love means that if there's no rumor that there was a geneva, then this person has zero namanas at all, because I assume, just because it once belonged to this person doesn't mean that he didn't sell it and then maybe that person sold it to somebody else. So dosalein, that you know that this was once yours doesn't necessarily mean that it was stolen from you. If there was yotzel shame geneva be'ir, so then already you can come and you can come with some sort of claim. But otherwise the halacha is you would not be able to take this keli back. So it's a little bit of a hard mission. Let's just chaz about what just happened. So this is a person that claims that his kalim and his svarim right now are biyat acher. You can't prove that it was stolen. This guy has a star that says that he bought it. But he says, I'm telling you, it's mine. It was stolen from me. I want it back. So the Allah is like this. If there's no rumor at all that lends any credibility to the fact that maybe this guy had a gneva in his house, so mehechatesi, just because you claim that it was stolen from you doesn't mean anything. Now, this person has a shtar that he bought it from someone. Okay, maybe you sold it to that person. So this whole case is dead on arrival. The only time there's even a conversation is if it's Yotzel or Shem Geneva Be'er. So if there was a Shem Geneva Be'er and there's a rumor that this person had a Geneva, so then already we're talking. Now you have a schost. Now, what's the schost? Could you take it away from him? No, you can't. Mamish, take it away from him. You could buy it back from him. Okay, how do you figure out how much money to give him? The Lekech swears, he walks in, he makes a shvur de Rabbanon, how much money he paid for it, you give him that amount of money, and now he gives you this chayfetz that you claim belonged to you. But this whole story only begins where it was Yotzel Hashem Geneva Be'er. In love, 
If not, lav kol hemnu, like the Mishnah says. At that point, you're not going to be with at all. So the Gemara asks Akasha. If the whole basis for this person to have any kayachatayna is the fact that there's a rumor in the city that says that there was a Geneva, if that's the case, says the Gemara, I'm not sure why, if there's a rumor, it makes it any better. Maybe this person sold it. Maybe he's the person that's spreading this rumor. Meaning, there's a rumor, it's true. You know what happened? This person sold something and he feels bad. He wishes he could have it back. Maybe he went up in value. I don't know. He wants it. Seller's remorse 101. How are you going to get it? Say, he came up with an eight. He's going to say that it was really stolen from him. He's going to spread a rumor. He's going to stop telling his friends, right? It doesn't take much to spread a rumor. And like this, he'll be able to invoke this Mishnah. He has no problem buying it back. The person will swear, no worries. I'll give you the dollar amount and I'll end up getting it. But the Gemara's kasha is that why should shame Geneva be, ir- be enough? I'm Rabbi Huda, my Rabbi, Rabbi Huda said the name of Rab. Now it's talking about, people came to his house and this all happened in the middle of the night and he started screaming and he said, my Kalim was stolen. Meaning, it wasn't just a rumor. There's a whole Misa here that happened where in the middle of the night there were people in his house and he's shrying the neighbors here. Everyone's waking up. The shades are opening the windows. Is everything fine? Should we call the police? There's a whole Indian here. And it's for that reason this shame can ever be here is different. But the Gemara says, Kolshkein Ilam Matzah. I don't know. To me this story sounds even a little fishier. It sounds like this whole thing was staged. It's a fake thing in Mara. I'm not buying this, says the Gemara. Rav Kahana, Masai, Bamesh made the Rav. Rav Kahana was a Talmud of Rav. Rav was the one who gave this explanation. So he says, I'm going to tell you what Rav said. Meaning, when he said it, he added to the story. There was actually a tunnel that was dug inside this person's house. And there were people that were staying in his house. And his guests, all of a sudden, middle of the night, they're walking out. Yatsu berchus gadol the ambunkeroyis shel kelim al kasfeim. So, what does ambunkeroyis mean? It's a very Aramaic word. Chaviloyis. So, there's bundles on their shoulders. and everybody was saying nignavu kelim shel ploini. Look, these are his kelim. Meaning this story for sure happened. And it's in that case where we can accept it. But the Gemara nitpicks a little bit. Says the Gemara v'dil makelim havas farim layhava. The Mishnah said, Hamakir Kalov Visvarov Biadacha. And the way Rav told the story, Belashin Ktsara, and even the way Rav Kahana was marchiv on it a little bit, the case was where there was a tunnel, people are walking out in the middle of the night, they have these Amburkerois, but what's in the Amburkerois is only Kalum, there's no Svarim. So why then it is he believed to take back his Svarim? All he has is proof that his Kalum was stolen. I'm Rav Bar Abba, I'm Rabbi Yochanan. So Rabbi Bar Abba said the name Rabbi Yochanan could go in the Kamri Namisvar. No, that was the story. The story was where they were ambunkeroyes of Kalim Antwar. But the Gemara says Velechus Duma Zutri. How do you know for sure these are the same ones? Maybe the ones that were stolen were smaller ones, and he's trying to get bigger ones. No, they said it was a Rajba, it was a Ramban, it was a Chsam Soifer. They, they knew exactly what the Sfarim were. But the Gemara says, Maybe those 
were old svarim and the svarim that he wants to get now are the new svarim. So you know what the Gemara is going to answer, right? Amar Rav, Rav said, you're going to Amri, halalu kelev shal ploini, halalu svarim shal ploini. No problem. The story was with these exact kelev, there was a rumor that was a nicer. So when there's already Aden that support the fact that this was stolen and now all of a sudden it's somebody else's rishon, so you have a right to go over to the person, take your kelev back, albeit you're going to have to pay him for it. Says the Gemara, Amar Rav, I have a problem with this holy kimta of Rav. From my Rav, Rav said, Baba Machteres, Somebody sinks into somebody's house, not al Kalim, and he steals his Kalim, Viyots, and he leaves the house. Potted, Allah is, he doesn't have to pay as a Goslin. My time, what's the reason? Because we say that this person, this Ganav, this Goslin, is coined this item that he stole. How is he coined? With his blood. The reason he's coined is because a Baba Machteris has a din of a Roidev, and if you want to kill him, you're allowed to kill him. Therefore, if he's Mazik, and that's Rav's Chiddush, even if he steals, the Allah is, he's going to be potted from any Chiyubi Tashlumen based on the principle of Kamle Bederabamine. But the bottom line is, if the story is where the person stole, Bemachteres, then there's no Ganev and there's no Gazlan here anyways because of Kamla Bederabamine. So if there's no Gneva, there's no Gzelo, you're not a Nignav, you're not a Nigzal, so you should have zero Schos to be able to get. It, but the Gemara says, Hani Midli, the only time Bama Machteres is parted from all Chiyuve Mabin, that's the con. The Kaninu is Bibaba Machteres to make God. That's only if the person entered your house, Bimachteres. Meaning, because Masa Nafshe Luktalo, because that person, being that he snuck into your house, so he's being Moise Nefesh. Once he's being Moise Nefesh, we assume that he's armed and dangerous. He's ready to kill. Therefore, you have a right to kill him. Therefore, there's a halach of Kamle Bidrabani. Abelhani, these Chevrolet, they were your guests. You had them over for Shabbos. Kimadalai Masur Nafshayo Luktalo, right? They weren't such tough guys. They came in and whatever. Lamaisa, they're going to steal from you. But being that that's the case, loy over here, you don't, they don't have a dinner above a machteris, therefore they're going to be tra- treated like Ganovim and Gazlanim. Oh my Rav, Rav said, loy shanu, this halach, the mission was only said, elo balabayas ha'asu limkar kelev. That's only for a balabayas who usually sells his kelev. Ava balabayas ha'asu limkar kelev. If you have a balabayas, have a balabayas that doesn't usually sell his kelev. Moitzarach la'adurei alea kulehar. For someone like that, you don't have to be mahadr so much. What does that mean? So Rashi says, top Rashi on Kuftes Vama Medalev, Loitzaruch Ladurei Kulehai, the name is safe for ploini ploini. Meaning, this super akimta that Rav made in the Mishnah was only necessary if you are dealing with someone that is his derech to sometimes sell his kalim. But if you have a person that never sells his kalim, then already the tzad that he sold it is a lesser tzad. And because it's a lesser tzad, therefore you wouldn't need so much evidence supporting the fact that it was stolen in order for the halacha, the Mishnah, to apply. When do you need all this evidence that it was really stolen in order for him to have a schus to be able to take it? That's when there's a good chashash that he sold it. If, however, there's a little chashash that he sold it, because this is a person who doesn't usually sell his stuff, so then the halacha, the Mishnah, would apply without making this holy kimta. Now, you would need the rumor that it was stolen from him, but you wouldn't need more than that. You wouldn't have to come on to the super kimta that Rav made in the Gemara. But the Gemara, since I don't understand why, just because this person usually doesn't sell his stuff, maybe he needed money, and in this case, he had no choice. He needed a little liquidity, so he had to sell something. Meaning, the fact that this person doesn't usually sell his schayra is not in and of itself a raya that he never sold it. But when there's a shame geneva beer, and he's a person that usually doesn't sell his schayra, then already that would be enough to assume that it was probably stolen, and you wouldn't have to come on to the Grace Kimta that Rav made in order for the halacha of our Mishnah to apply.
Now, before we go weiter, just two things that I think we need to speak out. The first is, so the basic halacha of the Mishnah is, we have a person who has kelim, he has svarim, they were stolen from him. Rav Zekimta made it pretty clear that they were stolen from him. This Ganav went and sold, after he stole, he sold these items that he had stolen to somebody else. You now, lo and behold, you see your schayra. Now, you don't know who stole from you, but at the very least, you know who bought it from the Ganav. And you go over to this person and you tell him, these are my kalim. So the halacha is, this person is going to be forced to sell the kalim to you. We figure out how much money he paid for them. How do we figure it out? By him swearing. And then he has an obligation to give you the kalim. You have to pay. And you're going to get your kalim back. Rashi in the Mishnah says that this halacha is talking about where it was lifnei yish. Where the owner was never miyayish. L'churu, what Rashi means to say is that if the owner was miyayish, so then the person that bought the item already was koina the item with yish and with shina rishos. And if that's the case, it's his, and you would have no schos to take it away from him. Meaning Rashi's making a very, very important caveat to this halacha. The only time you can go to the lekeach from the person that stole it from you and take it from him is if you aren't miyayish yet. But the minute you are miyayish, so then already, this yish v'shin rishos, everyone holds yish v'shin rishos as koina, and it's for that reason the halacha is you would not be able to take the item back. That's point number one. Point number two is, if we're talking about lifnei yish, meaning the person wasn't miyayish, so why then is the halacha that if you want to take it from that person, you have to pay him for it? Lachura, it's yours. If it's yours, and you weren't miyayish yet, so you should have a right to take it without even having to pay it. And really, the sushtel to this is Rav Chizda's memra, in the beginning of Hagazal Michael, Omer of Chizda, Gazal, if somebody stole, Voloinis Yashua Bailim, and the Bailim were not Miyayish, Ba'achava Achlomimenu, and then somebody else comes and he eats it. Ratsa Mizegoiva, Ratsa Mizegoiva. Talach is I keep Yigoiva from whoever I want. My time, it's called Kamadol and Nisiashua Bailim, Bishuse de Marikoi. As long as I'm not Miyayish, this is deemed to still be in my Rishos. If that's the case, so really, this still belongs to the Nigzal. So if it belongs to the Nigzal, he wasn't Miyayish yet. If I want to take it from the Lekeach, why do I have to pay the Lekeach? I should be able to take it from him. And the short answer is what the Gemara is going to refer to as Takana Sashok. There's a special Takana that was made that if a person buys something from somebody and he has no idea who he bought it from. Now, when you're dealing with Karka, so there's a title search. People know about it, right? That is a special shulchan art. But you're talking about someone that bought a safer, you bought a keli. That buyer, we assume, is an innocent buyer. And in order for the shuk to function, you have to put certain safeguards in place. And one of the takonis that Chazal said was that if somebody buys something, and lo and behold, it turns out that he bought it from a ganiv, the halach is he will be made whole if the person that it was stolen from takes it away from him and it's based on that that Allah is that even though the Bible were not miyayish yet but still if you want to take it now from the Lekeach Menaganev you're going to have to pay him how much he's going to swear and he's going to figure out what you're supposed to pay him either way the Mishnah is talking about where a person had something stolen from him and 
Right now, he sees that item that was stolen, biyad achar, that person claims he bought it from the Ghana. The Ganev is not around right now. And it's weird that the Mishnah is the way it was presented. What happens if the Ganev would be around? And the Ganev was caught, and we have him in front of us, and if the Nignav wants to be made whole for this item that was stolen from him, Technically, there's a ganav there that you can go to. Would that impact the halacha, or would that not impact the halacha? That's the topic of this next gemara. Itmar ganav umachar. What happens if somebody steals something from somebody and then he sells it? And now we find the ganav. So somebody stole. He then sold, and the ganav was identified. Rav made Rav the name Rav Hadin im Harishoin. That this nignav right now, if he wants to be made whole. The only person you can go to to be made whole is you go to the Ganev. Meaning, if you know where the Ganev is, you go to the Ganev. Rabbi Yechem Mishmed Rabbi Yanayam. Rabbi Yechem said the name Rabbi Yanay Hadin Imhas Sheni. If you want to go to the Rishon, you can go to the Rishon. But if you want to go to the Sheni, you can go to the Sheni as well. Meaning, this that the Mishnah said that you go to the Sheni, that's talking about where you don't have a Ganev to go to. For whatever reason, he's not here. But if it's Hooker a Ganev, and if you want to go to the Ganev, you can go to the Ganev. So there is a Machlokes Rav and Rabbi Yechem. According to Rav, in the name of Rav Chiyah, Hadidim Arishin, you go to the Rishin, according to Rav Yoichanan, the halacha is, you go to either the Rishin or to the Sheni. Says the Gemara, I'm Rav Yoichanan, Rav Yoichanan, the Lord pleading, really there's no mach like this. Rather, kan lefnei yish, Hadin im Hasheni. Rav Yoichanan that said that you can go to the Sheni was talking about where it was lefnei yish, kan laacha yish, whereas Rav, who said that you can go only to the Rishin, he was talking about where it was la'acha yiyosh, therefore the din is hadin amarishon, the cheravayu isled Rav Chizda, and really they both hold of Rav Chizda's halacha. So what does this mean? Says Rav Yosef, avad if the Bailam was not miyayish yet, so then the halacha is, if you want to go to the Rishon, you go to the Rishon, if you want to go to the Shani, you can go to the Shani. And the reason for that is, based on Rav Chizda's memra, in the beginning of the parak, gaza avaloy nesiyashua abaylam, ubacha va'achlam yimenu, ratzim mizeh, if you want to go to the first person, you can go to the first person. If you want to go to the second person, you can go to the second person. And when Rabbi Yochanan said that you can go even to the Sheini, it's because Rabbi Yochanan was going Lifnei Yish. And by the way, Rav would have said the same halacha. If Rav was opining on what the Shulchan Aruch would be in the case where it's Lifnei Yish, he would have said exactly what Rabbi Yochanan said. You want to go to the Rishon, you can go to the Rishon. You want to go to the Sheini, you can go to the Sheini. Why then did Rav say you can only go to the Rishon? Because Rav's case was where the Bailim were Miyayish already. Being that the Bailim were Miyayish, so the Sheini was kind of with Yish and Shina Rishos, and being that the Sheini was kind of with Yish and with Shini Rishos, so therefore the Allah is, you can't go to the Sheini. The Sheini doesn't owe you anything. And being that the Sheini doesn't owe you anything, it belongs to him, so therefore Therefore, you're not going to be able to get anything from him. Meaning, just to say this a little bit better, even though in the Mishnah it was Mavur, where the halacha is that Amakri Kelev as far as you can go to, to Loikeach, make him swear and take the Kelev back from him, albeit pay from it, that's like Rashi said, where it was Lifnei Yish. But La'acha Yish, then you have no schus to go to the Loikeach at all. So again, when Rav says you have to go to the Rishon, Rav was talking about where it was la'acha yiyosh, la'acha yiyosh, so the sheni is kind of yiyosh, v'shin rishos, as a result, you can't take it from him. Where Rabbi Yochanan said, you want to take it from the rishon, take it from the rishon, you want to take it from the sheni, take it from the sheni, he's talking about where it was lifnei yiyosh, and being that it was lifnei yiyosh, so therefore the halach is, you can take it either from the rishon, or you can take it from the sheni. Now, Rashi speaks out with 
some extra beer from the Marsha, that when Rav Yochanan says, you can take it from the Shein, Rav Yosef said that even Rav would be moida to Rav Yechelen's memra, as long as it's Lufnei Yish. You can take it from the Sheni without paying. Even though the Mishnah said you have to pay, that's because the Mishnah was talking about where we don't know where the Ganav is. Being that we don't know where the Ganav is, so we have the Takonas Hashuk that says that if you bought it innocently, the only way you can take the item away from the Lekeach is if you at least give him his money back. If, however, it was Hukar Aganav, and that's for sure the case in Rav and Rabbi Yechonah's Memro, so then if you take it away from the Lekeach, the Lekeach is not necessarily so messed up because he can now go to the person that sold it to him, the Ganav, and tell him, you sold something stolen from me and he can make himself whole. So when we say that you can take it from the Shani, Taking it from the Shani would mean even without paying for it, because the only reason, like we spoke at in the Mishnah, you would have to pay is based on the Takana Sashok. The only time the Takana Sashok was put into place, Haut Rav Yosef, is where there, we don't know where the Ganav is. But if we know where the Ganav is, you don't need the Takana Sashok. So we hear that Allah is going to be different. But bottom line, Rav Yosef said that really there's no Machloikis between Rav and Rav Yosef. It certainly sounded like there was a Machloikis. Rav said you can take from the Rishon. Rav Yosef said you can take from the Rishon or from the Shani. Said Rav Yosef, no, Rav and Rav Yosef. We're talking about two different cases. Rab was talking about Achayish. Thus, the Shani got it with Yish Vashin and Rishos. Therefore, you can't take it from him. It's his. Even if you want to give him the money, you can't take it from him. Rav Yechon was talking about Lifne Yish. If it's Lifne Yish, so it's Gezel, Vloinis Yashua, Bailim, Bacha, Vachloi, Dalach is Rotsam, Yzegoi, Rotsam, Yzegoi. Therefore, you can take it from anyone that you want. And oh, by the way, when you take it from the Shady, you don't even have to pay it for him. Because being that we know what the Ganav is, over here you don't have the Allah of Takana Sasha. So who said this, Rav Yosef? Amalei Abaya. Sabaya told him, Beloi Pligi, is that true? You're telling me, Rebbe, there's no Machloikis between Rav and Rav Yechon? Meaning, Rav said his halacha only la'acha yiyosh. And Rav Yoichanan said his halacha only lifne yiyosh. But really, there is no machloikis. Ha'matnes kohuna, freyta abaya. What about matnes kohuna? Ke'lifne yiyosh dami, which is comparable to lifne yiyosh. Yet you see this machloikis by matnes kohuna. So the background to this Mishnah that we're about to learn, it's a Mishnah Masech Deschulen. It discusses the Zroya lechayayim, and the Kepa. So those are three of the Matas Kuhuna. They were Chulen, and they had to be taken from every animal and given to a guy. So you're a Shoichet, you have an animal, you have to take the Zroya, you have to take the Luchayayim, you have to take the Keva, and you have to give it to the guy. So in this Mishnah, there's a, a Shoichet who's selling the Bnei Ma'ayim. He's selling the innards of an animal. The Keva is in the Bnei Ma'ayim of the animal. The Zroya is not, and the Lechayayim is not, but the Keva is. So it's that of the Zroya, Lechayayim, and Keva, which is the Matnes Kuna, that the Mishnah is talking about. So the case was like this. Amaloi, Mechali, Me'el, Shalpar. A person tells his friend, will you please sell for me the Me'ayim of a part? And the Matanas was still there, meaning there was the Keva over there, which really is supposed to go to the Kayim. So the Allah is nice on the Kayim, the Lechayach, when he takes it, he has to give the keva over to the kayim, and he can't go back to the moicher and tell the moicher, you know, I bought meat and there was a keva there and I had to give it to the kayim and said, make me whole for the keva. You can't do that. And the reason is because it's understood that when you bought the meat, you weren't buying the keva. So any dollar amount that you paid does not include the keva. The keva was understood 
It didn't even have to be spoken out that it's going to belong to the kain. Look, what happens if when the buyer bought from this person, they weighed the meat that was being sold? So then the halach is nois noy lekayin adam. He has to take the kefa. He has to give the kefa to the kain umenakolim adamin, and then he goes back to the seller to make, get himself whole. Meaning, if the meat was weighed. And that's what you're paying. You're paying per weight. And they weighed the keva, so you did buy the keva. So if you bought the keva, so now already I got messed up. I bought something that I wasn't allowed to keep. So I'm going to take the keva. I'm going to give it to the coin, which I'm obligated to do. And I'm going to make myself whole by going back to the moich. Now, for Omar Rav, Rav commented on this Mishnah. He said, quote, That look of this Mishnah was said, if the buyer weighed the item by himself, but let's say the butcher was the one that weighed all these items, including the keva, then if the coin wants to be made whole, meaning the Kayan wants to have his keva, he can't go to the Loikeach, he has to go to the Tapach, he has to go to the butcher. And the reason is because we say that the butcher, if he took this keva and he weighed it, Almanas to sell it, when he weighed it as a goslin, now that he sold it, so the buyer is already coined, and the halach is that if the Kayan wants his item back, who would he have to take it from? He would have to take it from the Tabach. Now, why would he have to take it from the Tabach? The Tabach is the Gazlan. Okay, why can't you also take it from the person who was like Keach from the Tabach? Now, if we assume that the Koyen was Miyayish, the answer would be very good. We would say there's Yish, the Shinir Rishos, as a result, you can't take it from him. The problem is, Abayah says that Matonois Kahuna is Kalifne Yushtami. And the reason is because if you steal Matnas Kuna, who are you stealing him from? From all the Kayanim. But all the Kayanim are Miyayish, it doesn't even make sense. As a result, it's Lifne Yush. Now, if it's Lifne Yush, so why would the halacha be that you could only take it from the Rishon? You should be able to take it from the Shani as well. Oh, must be Zoktabaya that this is Rav Lishitasai. What was Rav's halacha? Ganavu Machar. But Rav Yosef said that Rav only said his halacha because there was Yish v'shin Rishos. Zogdabai, I'll prove to you not that way because and I'm pretty sure this is Rav Lishitasai because Rav said that in the event that the Tabach was a Gazlin, he's the one who weighed it. If the Tabach didn't weigh it, okay, he wasn't a Gazlin. But to the extent that he's the Gazlin, you go to the Tabach, probably Rav Lishitasai, even though it's no. You have to tweak one word. Rav used to speak Balash Kutzar. Could be when Rav said his halacha, Hadim Matabach, he didn't mean only with the Tabach. What he meant to say was Afdin in Matabach. That if the Kayan wants, he doesn't have to take it from Loikech, but he also has the option to take it from the butcher. Now, why would you think he can't take it from the butcher? Think he can't go to the Gazlan? The butcher's the Gazlan. He's Zichar can take it from him. Because I would have thought, ain't Matnas Kuna Nixalis. I would have thought, could be there's no concept of Gzela by Matnas Kuna. You can't even steal it. And if that's the case, the only person you can take it from is the person that has it right now. Your schus to take it from the Tabach is because he was a Gazlan. So there's some schus that you have towards him. But maybe Matnas Kuna is something that you can't steal. It doesn't belong to one person. It's Mamana Shevet. So maybe you can't even steal it. Kamash Chmulan, that if you want to take it from the First person you can take it from the first person. You want to take it from the second person. You could take it from the second person. If it's Lifne Yush, Rav would have never said 
that you could only take it from the Rishon, Bechai Gavna, you have Rav Chizda Zalacha, Ratzam Mizegaiva, Ratzam Mizegaiva. So the Gemara says like this, Labayid Amapligi. Now, the Gemara's response of Ema Aftin, Ema Tabach, is just the way Rabbi Yosef is going to answer Abayah's Kasha. But Abayah himself seems to like his Kasha. And according to Abayah, there is a Machloikis between Rav and Rabbi Yochanan. It's not one's lifne years and the other was lacha years, but really everybody agrees. No, there is a machloikis. Abaya proved, in his mind, from the Mishnah Masech Teschulen, that Rab that says you can only be gaivin from the Rishon, it's true whether it's lacha years, it's even true if it's lifne years. Now, according to Abaya, but my plea, what is the machloikis? One word answer. The machloikis is Rav Chizda's halacha. Meaning, Rav does not hold of Rav Chizda. Rav holds Gezab Lenis Yashua Abaylam Ubachava Achloi. Not Rotzimizegoyve, Rotzimizegoyve. You can only be Goyve from the Gazlan. What does Rabbi Yechonon hold? He holds Rotzimizegoyve, Rotzimizegoyve. Rav Zvid, Rav Zvid said a different terms. He said, You want to know what's going on in this Machlaikis? Rav and Rabbi Yechonon, it is a Machlaikis. Like Abaya holds. Not like Rabbi Yosef said, Loi What is the Machlaikis? The case is talking about where the Bailam were Miyayish. However, the Bailam were not Miyayish when it was in the Rishus of the Ganav. The Bailam were Miyayish when it was in the Rishus of the Lekech. If there's Yish and the Shin Rishus, it's Kaina. If first there's Shin Rishus and then there's Yish, it's not going to be Kaina. In other words, if it was. A situation where the Bible were not miyayish, everybody holds like Rav Chizda, and Allah would be that Rotsam Izegov, Rotsam Izegov, and if you want to take from the second person, you can take from the second person, you want to take from the first person, you can take from the first person. Why then would Rav have said that you could only take it from the first person? Because in this case, there was Yish, and there was Shina Rishos. Okay, then what's the Shiloh? Why would Rabbi Yechelen say you can take it from the second person if there's Yish for Shina Rishos? It's talking about because it wasn't Yish for Shina Rishos, it was Shina Rishos. V'yish. Rav holds Shini Rishos V'yish is the same as Yish V'shini Rishos. Therefore, you go from the first person, not from the second person. Rav Yechanan holds that Yish V'shini Rishos is Koina, but Shini Rishos V'yish is not Koina, and it's for that reason that Allah is, if you want to take it from the first person, you take it from the first person. You want to take it from the second person, that's fine as well. Rav Papa had a hold it from Mahalach. He said, Big Lima, if we're handling the glimas, so the glimas, the rekel, the kuli pligi, the hadalamare. What is, everyone agrees that that goes back to the owner. Again, Rashi says, Rapapa means that the machloikis is lifne yish. And everybody really holds like Rav Chizda, that if it's lifne yish, ratza mi zegoiva, viratza mi zegoiva. And as it relates to the actual glima, the thing that was stolen, Everybody's moida that the person's going to end up taking it. And you can take it from the first person, the second person. There's no shot. Okay, so what's the machloikis? Rav says, Rabbi Yochanan said that din is with the Rishon or with the Sheni. The machloikis over here is whether there was a takonas hashuk that was made for the loikeach for him to be able to tell the nigna, oh, you want to take your item back? No problem, but pay me for it. Rav, Shmeid Rav Rav, in the name of Rav said, Hadin im harishoin. Meaning, Dino de loikeach, the Dino de loikeach is the lishko zuzi meganev. If he wants to get made whole, he could get made whole, but only from the ganev. also by takana sashok. And there was no takana sashok. Rav Yechem, Shun, Rav Yani, Madin, Hasheni. Rav Yechem had said, Hadin im Hasheni, meaning, Dino de loikeach, the lishko mi balabais, the din is that if the loikeach wants, he could take it from the Ganav. But if he also wants, he could take it 
from the Balabayas, but also by Takana Sashok, and he has, if he wants, this Takana Sashok. Meaning the Machloikis of here is not Klape, the owner of the Glima, the Nignav, who he could collect from. He could collect from anybody. Because it's going with the Yish, and everybody holds Rav Chista. Ratzim is Goiva, What then is the Machloikis? The Machloikis is when the Lekeach is going to want to be made whole. Who could he go to? Obviously, he can go to the person that sold it to him. That person was a Ganem. The question is, could he even tell the Balaglima, listen, you want it? Pay me for it. Now, how's the Balaglima going to be made whole? He'll have to go to the Ganem. But the point is, the Shaila is whether or not the Chachomim made a Takana Sashuk, Bechehai Gavdim, where it's Hooker Aganev, that's the Machlik. Meaning in our mission, you see Takana Sashuk, but here it was like Hooker Aganev. Where it's Hooker Aganev, is there a Takana Sashuk, is there not a Takana Sashuk? That is the Machlikis that's going on in this halach. The bottom line is, as it relates to this Machlikis, Rabbi Rabbi Yechon and the Gemara had four different Mahalchim, what's going on. Rabbi Yosef said, there is no Machlikis at all. According to Abaya, the Machlikis is Rav Chizda's halacha. According to Rab Zvid, the Machloikis is Shinu Rishos Is that like Yish Vishinu Rishos or no? Being that it's in the wrong order, it doesn't work that way. And according to Rapapa, the Machloikis is whether there's a Takana Sashuk where it's Hukaragan. But the Gemara says the way Rapapa learned, so what emerges is that Rav holds, they didn't make a Takana Sashuk when it's Hukaraganev, as opposed to Rav Yochan holds they made a Takana Sashok when it took her Agam. So, so Rav, they also made a Takana Sashok for Rav Huna Tamid the Rav Hava. Rav Huna was a Talmud of Rav. The Chanan Bisha, and I'll tell you a nice story that happened with Rav Huna and Chanan Bisha. So, what was the story with Chanan Bisha? God of Glima, he st- stole a Glima. The Zofna, and he sold it. Also, the Kamid Rav Huna, and the Bala Glima came to Rav Huna. So he told the Bala Glima, listen, you want to get your Glima back? No problem. Zil Shari Avitech, pay for it. Give him money, and like this, you'll be able to get it back. Now, clearly, they made a takana sashok from someone that purchased something from a Ganev, even though they knew who stole it. It was Hanan Bisha. So it's Hukar Aganev, and you see there's a takana sashok. And who's the one who said it? Rav Huna. Now, you're asking a kasha from Rav Huna to Rav? Yeah, Rav Huna is a Talmud of Rav, and if Rav Huna is a Talmud of Rav, then you would assume that Rav Huna would have held like Rav. And if that's the case, so why in this... Halacha de Ravuna not go like Rav. So the Gemara says, Shani Chanan Bisho, you have to say Chanan Bisho is different. Because Kivin Delekad Lishtalume, Minei, Keloi, Hukar Aganev Dami. Meaning Chanan Bisho was a tough guy. And being that he's a tough guy, so it was very hard to get payment from him. And as a result, we treat it like Loi Hukar Aganev. Meaning, why is it that when it's Hukar Aganev, it's different? Because like this, like, hey, you want to be made whole, go back to the Ganev. But over here, there's, for all intents and purposes, no Ganev to go back to. Ah, you know who he is. Exactly, and that's why there's no one to go to, and therefore the Allah is it's going to be different. Oh, my Rav, Rav said, I'm Ganev This is like a famous Ganev, like also by Takana Sashok. Then there's no Takana Sashok. And the reason is because when you bought it, you should have known you're doing business with a Ganev Mefursim. So if somebody does business with a Ganev Mefursim, the Shulchan Aruch is different. And we don't have Rachmanis on him. There's no Takana Sashok. Chanan Bisha is pretty famous. We're talking about 1500 years later, right? So he's pretty famous. And yet you see that there was also by Takana Sashok. So the Mar says, Nay, the Mufursim would be Shusa, Lignevusa, Lay Mufursim. He was famous as a bad guy, but he wasn't necessarily famous as a Ganev. Ganev Mufursim, as opposed to Stam, a bad guy, Bama. Incidentally, if Hanabisha sounds familiar, it's because he's Mufursim, but also because we had him earlier. We had him on Daf Lamed Zayin Amid Aleph, Ayin Shum. So Hanabisha is 
someone that comes up in some of these Bavakama digim maises. Either way, zok digemar vayt the ikma on the topic of takana sashok. So, what's the basic premise of takana sashok? The premise is that if somebody buys something, and it turns out that he bought something from a ganev, we actually have rachmanus on him just to allow the economy and the shuk to function in a in a normal way. We say that the rightful owner of this item doesn't necessarily have a right to go and take this Indian back from him. But on some level, we say that this person has certain schosen, right? What's the case of our Mishnah, the case of our Sugya, where somebody bought something from a Ganev. So the halachi is that if the owner of this item finds the Loikeach, he can't just take it away from him. Even if he wasn't miyayish, and even though Rav Chizda said gezavaloi nisyashu ubach ha'achloi ratzim mizegoyve ratzim mizegoyve, but in the context of takanas nashuk, it's going to be different. Zok digemar itmar ganavu para bechayvoi. What happens if somebody steals something and then he used the thing that he stole to pay up a loan? Or ganavu para behekayvoi, or somebody owed somebody money. He had creditors. He had done business where they bought merchandise on memo, and now. He stole something, and it's in that way that he's paying up his accounts payables. So the Allah is also by Takana Sashok. There's no Takana Sashok, meaning if the Nignav now goes to the Malva who received this money as payment, or he goes to the creditor, there's no Allah of Takana Sashok. Meaning he can take it from him, he doesn't have to buy it back from him. Why not? So the Gemara says, Meaning, Takana Sashuk is, if a person goes to the Shuk and he says, I'm buying these apples, and then he finds out that these were stolen apples. Okay, I paid money for this. This ended up being stolen. I only gave you the money because I thought this was not stolen. Turns out it is. Takana Sashuk. But when this person loaned money to his loifa, he didn't loan it to Madaita to get back this money. He loaned it to Madaita. At one point, he's going to get paid. Now that the payment was made with something that was stolen, over there you don't have Takana Sashuk. Takana Sashuk is when I have a mind to buy this exact item. But if I didn't have a mind to buy this exact item, I gladly got this item as payment, even though it was done in the context of an ordinary Mecca Memker, over there you're not going to have the halacha of says the Gemara, What happens if somebody loans somebody money and he got a mashkanta, right? He got a, a mashkin. The mashkin was worth $200 and the loan was $100. So the halachi is also by takana sashok. Over there, there's going to be a takana sashok. Why? So this is similar to the regular Lakeach. Because over here, he's loaning the money only knowing he's going to get a mashkin in return. So being that he's loaning to him knowing that he's going to get a mashkin in return, if it turns out that this mashkin was stolen, you have the takana sashok. Shavah b'shavah. What happens if somebody loans somebody $200 or $100 and it turns out the mashkin was the same dollar amount? Amema amalei also by takana sashok. Amema says over there there's no takana sashok. Mazucha said also by takana sashok. There is a takana sashok. Now Mazucha, you understand. It's a mashkin. What's the difference? if it's dollar for dollar or you're getting uh, right 50% loan to value at the end of the day a mashkanta you should have takana sashok so what's pshan in amemar so pshan amemar is is because usually people look for better coverage when they loan somebody money because you never know there could be fluctuations if you got dollar for dollar know what that means that means you never really loan the money a daita of the mashkin the mashkin is not a real mashkin, and as a result, you don't have the Allah of Takana Sashok. If somebody buys something, he pays dollar for dollar what it's worth, you have the Takana Sashok. Let's say somebody buys something 
that's worth a hundred dollars and he pays two hundred dollars. Rav Sheshu somebody else by takana sashok. Rabba Amma also by takana sashok. Rav Sheshu says in this case there's no takana sashok. What's the Rav Sheshes? You bought it. So why would it be no takana sashok? Because being that you overpaid in such an extreme way, what we assume is that really you were giving this person a gift. Now you don't want to give him a gift. So you found a nice way to do it. But let's be honest, you were gifting it to him. And it's for that reason you don't have the Allah of Takana Sashok. Bottom line is, Vihilchas of Akulu Asabai Takana Sashok, and all these aforementioned cases is Takana Sashok, Labak, with the exception of Ganev, Upara Bechoivoi, Ganev Upara Bechakefoi. In the case where somebody stole and he paid up an old loan, where somebody stole and he paid up some old payables, so over there you're not going to have Takana Sashok. But anytime right now I'm giving you money, assuming I'm getting something in return, if the mashkin is dollar for dollar, or it's 50 cents on the dollar, or if I buy something Shavu Beshavu, or I overpay, these all nice svaras, but we don't pass him like those svaras. At the end of the day, you're always going to get the kana sashok. The only time not is when I'm getting the money much later. Avimi Barnazi, Chamud Ravina Hafa. So Avimi Barnazi, he was Ravina Shver, as in Ravina of Ravina fame. So his Shver was Avimi Barnazi. Masik Bahu Gavra Bozuzis. He had loaned somebody for Zuzim. Gun of Glima. This person, meaning the loiva, stole a Glima, Asin Hale, and he brought it to Avimi Barnazi. Now, what happened was, so this person owed Avimbi Barnazi money, and he wanted to borrow more money from him. So Avimbi said, you know, Lamazay Nach is from the first loan, so pay up the first loan, and then afterwards, I'm happy to talk to you about a second loan. Problem is, Kesef Minolan. So what did he do? He stole uh, Glima, and he brought it to Avimbi, and he says, I'll tell you what, I'll give you collateral. This is going to be a mashkanta. It's worth four zuzi. Give me more money. No, so when he heard that, so he loaned him another four zuzi. Afterwards, they found the Ganev. Also, the Kamid Ravino. So the Gemara says this court case was brought to Ravino. Amar Ravino passed as follows. He said, Kamoi Ganav Upara As it relates to the first loan of for Zuzin, that right now, a little while later, this person came and gave him mashkanta for. So for that, I can't help you. Meaning, for that, the real owner gets to take his gleam away. But as it relates to the second Arba Zuzi, if you want the glimi. So then you're, you're going to have to give me money, and then only afterwards will I give you the glimmy. Meaning, as it relates to the first loan, so for that already, you don't have the takana sashok. The reason you don't have the takana sashok is because you had loaned in the money, and then you got it afterwards. But there was a second loan that was the same for Zuzi, for which this represented a mashkin, and for that already, there is a takana sashok. So right now, the real owner wants to take it, no problem. You want to take it, you can take it. But I have a schus in it. I didn't buy it, but I took it as a mashkin. And being that I took it as a mashkin, so if you want to take it back now, you're going to have to pay me. Maskeflo, Rav Koyin. So there was an Amur there. His name is Rav Koyin. So we refer to Rav Kahana, right? This is Rav Koyin. So he said, Vidomi glimo bahani Zuzi kamai yove nahale. I'm not so sure you're right. Because the way I could see this story from a London's perspective is, is that this person had an outstanding loan of Fozuzim. Now he wanted another loan of Fozuzim. So he says, no, pay, give me something for the first one, then I'll give you the second one. So he gives him collateral of Fozuzim. You're assuming that the collateral is cipher the first loan, cipher the second loan. I'm not so sure. I think that the collateral is really for the first loan. 
And the second loan, he's giving him and he's trusting him, just like he trusted him the first time he loaned the money. The only reason he didn't want to lend the money again is because he had this outstanding loan. But now that he addressed the outstanding loan, it could be we can view this as a, a regular loan, meaning if the collateral is only copy the first loan, so now if the Ganov comes and takes it, there's no Takana Sashuk, because when the money was loaned, it wasn't loaned at the of this mashkin. The second loan might have been done at the of the mashkin, but that only would work if the mashkin's Taka mashkin for the second loan, not if the mashkin's for a first loan. So let's see Rav Koyan inside. Vidilma Glima Bahani Zuzi Maybe the Glima was given only towards the first loan. Ganav upara Ganav upara And if that's the case, it's a classic case of someone who steals. And he pays up a loan. Someone who steals, he pays up his accounts payables. In this case, he didn't pay up the loan. He only posted it as collateral. But the bottom line is, since you have no schus in that, there's no takana sashok. But as it relates to the second loan, I don't know if there was any collateral. I think he just trusted him. Just like he trusted him the first time. The bottom line is, Ravina gave a psak, which seemed to favor his shver. And that is that if the owner wants to take back the collateral, he can take it back, but he's going to have to pay for it. Whereas Rav Koyin came with Akasha, and he said, I'm not so sure that I see the case the same way. So the Gemara says, This story, right? it rolled around, it made its rounds, until it finally came to the desk of Rav Avo. And he passed in, the is like Rav Koyin. One last Gemara. Narsha, we'll have a lot of Gemara to make up in the next two days. Narsha, Ganav Sifra. There was a Narsha who stole a Sefer. So Narsha is a place, Rashi says. We're calling this person a Narsha simply because that's where he came from. So this Narsha stole a Sefer, Zabdeh Papuna, and he sold it to a person who came from Papuna, Betamnin Zuzi, Fe'edi Zuz, also Papuna. This Papuna came, and he flipped it. Zavne Labar Mechuza, the Meva Esrin Zuzi. So this is like a whole United Nations. There's a Narsha, there's a Papuna, and there's a Bar Mechuza. The Narsha stole a Sefer, sells it to a Papuna for 80 Zuz. The Papuna goes, and he sells it to a Bar Mechuza for 120 Zuz. The bottom line is, this whole thing was exposed, and now the real owner comes, and he says, I want my Sefer back. I'm Rabbi. Zabaya said, this is the way we're going to do this. The owner of the Sefer should go, he should give the Bar Mechuza 80 Zuz. Right? So you got the story? The... Narsha stole it, sold it to the Papuna for 80 Zuz, and then the Papuna sells it to the Bar Mechuza for 120 Zuz. Now the owner comes, he wants it back. So it says, Abaya, go to the Bar Mechuza, he's the guy who paid 120 Zuz, and give him Tamlin Zuzi, give him 80 Zuz. Veshokl Safrein, like this, you're going to get your safer back. Veazel Bar Mechuza, and then the Bar Mechuza will go, Veshokl Arban Mu Papuna. He'll take 40 back from the Papuna, so he'll be made whole. You are going to give him 80. The Papuna, who made the 40 on the flip, is going to get, give you back 40. And in terms of you getting back your 80, you're going to have to go to the Narsha. You're going to have to go to the Ganav, and that's the way you're going to get made whole. In other words, this is Takana Sashuk 101. Your item was stolen, it was sold once, and it was sold twice. You want to be made whole? That's fine. You, uh, you can't go to the Lekeach, even Lifne Yish, and take the item back. Because it's not Lifne Yish, we're not having this conversation. You can't get your item back. What you need is you have to pay for it. But how much are you paying the last guy? You're not paying him the full dollar amount that he paid for it. What you're paying is 80 Zuz. He's going to take the 
extra 40 zuz from the person that sold with him and made 40 zuz on that flip. And you're going to go to the Ganev who stole it from you, and that's it. You're going to get your 80 zuz. So Rav says, Abaya, I don't understand your methodology. Someone that buys from a Ganev, this is a Takanah If somebody buys from a Lekech, then certainly this should be a Takanah Meaning, this last guy, the Mechuzah, is not getting Takanah Sashok. You know, they all sound like bad guys, but they're not. The Mechuzah, very innocently, bought a Sefer. He might have overpaid, but he bought a Sefer. Legit, right? And as a result, he wants wants his safer, and if he wants his safer, he paid 120 zuz, so why are you only getting reimbursed 80? So if there's a loch of takana sashuk, that means you have to make him whole. You have to go and you have to give him, make him whole, 120 zuz. The shakal sifra, you take your safer back. Then the lazel mari, the sifra, the lishkala barmi papuna, the tamnim in You take 40 from the papuna, that's his profit. You take 80 from the narsha. That was his prophet. He was the Ganev. And like this, you're going to be made whole. So Rabbi said, of course you're going to have the regular laws of Takana Sashok. I mean, Madik, you have it in a regular case. You're going to have it in this case. How then is it going to play itself out? It's going to play itself out in this way. What was Abayah's shot? Why would there not be a regular Takana Sashok? So the Rishonim say that Abayah must hold that the Takana Sashok is based on how much I'm going to be able to get back from the Ganev. Meaning, what am I going to be able to get back from the Ganev? That I have to give the person who bought it from the Ganev, and I have to sashok, take it out with the Ganev. Being that the maximum amount that he's going to be able to get from the Ganev is 80, because the Ganev that stole it from him got 80 zuz for it. There was a middleman that made a few shekels, but he only got 80, so therefore your schos is only to get 80. So Ravasnes Takana Sashuk always is, no. Mitzad Lekech. Lekech paid 120 zuz, you have to give Lekech 120 zuz. Abaye says that the Takana Sashuk is mugbal to how much I'm going to be able to get back from the Ganev, and being that I'm going to only be able to get back from the Ganev 80 zuz, therefore I'm only able to get 80 zuz. Either way, we're going to exhale and go back to the topic of yesterday's raid, which is the sugya of Gezel Akum. So, just to recap, was before in the Gemara, Adav Kufiud Gimel, that Gezel Akum is Aser. The Gemara brought two Makairis to the idea that Gezel Akum is Aser. One, Rabbi Akiva's Makar, from the parsha of Eved Ivri. It says in the Torah that if an Eved Ivri is sold to a, a Knani, and you want to try to redeem this Eved Ivri, there's a mitzvah to do so. But at the same time, you have to be Erlich, and you have to sit down with the Knani, and you have to make a Cheshvin, how much money did you pay for him, reimburse him, but you can't just go and take him away. Must be, even though he's a Knani, that Gezel Akum is Aser. The Gemara brought a second Makar. It says in the Torah, And we see from here that when the Yidin came into Eretz Yisrael, they had a right to go and start taking things from all the Umois that were living in Eretz Canaan. But the Torah says that the reason you're allowed to take things from them is because the Abish is giving it to you. It's very much implied that the bottom line is Gezel Akim says the Gemara is Aser and there's two Mekoyeris in the Torah to this idea. The Gemara also said that although Gezel Akim is Aser, but there are some exceptions to the rule. Number one, Hafgas Halvasai. To take something from the Akim is Aser. 
But if you borrowed money and you don't pay your loan, could be that's going to be different. Totus akum, the Gemara threw out there as being something that maybe is not usher. Avedos akum, if you find the aveda ben akum, you're not mechuyev to return it. But this is the high level of the sugya here of Gezalak. So I think it's Kedai, just to take a few steps backwards and look at the halacha as it relates to Gezel Akum from the view of the Rishonim and from the Shulchan Aruch. So again, there's so many different shittas as it relates to the sugya, but just the ikr ikr shittas so we shouldn't be amaratzim in the sugya. The Rambam in Hilchis Geneva, this is Perik Aleph, Halacha Aleph, says the following. Kol of Mot. Mishava pruta umayim. Any person that is a ganef, right? This is hulchis geneva. He steals mamen, a shava pruta or more. Over aloisa say he's over aloisa say shenemar. It says in the Torah loisa geneva. The ain loikin alavza says the ram. You don't get malchus for violating this law. Share initan letashlumen because you could always make a payment. Share ganef chayva oisle Torah leshalim. And any time a person's over aloisa say that's nitan letashlumen. The rule is you don't get malchus. Yisrael says the Rambam. It doesn't matter if you steal from Yisrael. Oh yeah, going to mom and guy, or if you steal from a guy who's an oivet avoidazara. The echad going to ves hagadol oyes hakaton. In either instance, you're over a loisa say in the Torah shenem aloisa gnoiv. The Rambam in Hilchas Gzeilav Aved Paragalaf Halachalaf right in the beginning. A guy's on his chaver shava pruta over a loisa say. Any person that steals a shava pruta is over a loisa say shenem. It says in the Torah loisa gnoiv. The ain loikin alav zeh shariyakosam nitkay lase. You're steal even a even a guy that's an You're not let us steal from him. So the Rambam in the beginning of Hilchas Geneva and the Rambam in the beginning of Hilchas Gzela Aveda, he introduces the Allah of Geneva, he introduces the Allah of Gzela, and he says very clearly, Echad Yisrael. The Echad Goy Oyved Avoidazara. It doesn't matter who this person is, there's going to be an Isner, you're not allowed to steal, whether it's Geneva, whether it's Gezela. It would seem that the Ramam Shita is that Gezel Akum is an Isidai Raisa. Not just that. It would seem that the Ramam Shita is that if somebody steals from a Goy, he's over the same exact Isser, Geneva, and Isser Gezela, that he would be over if he stole from Yisrael. The Ramam is introducing the Iker Alocha of Geneva, the Iker Alocha of Gzela, and he says, Echad HaGoyne Mami Yisrael, or if someone's Goyne Mami Goy, that's an Oyven Avedazara. Now, you'll ask me, the Gemara said in Bava Kama that the Makar that Gezel Akum Azasar is learned out from different sources. V'chishevim Koineyo, V'ochaltas Kolamim. True. But it's Mistaber that the Ramam held that those Makaris are Giluyim. That when it says in the Torah, or it says in the Torah, thou shalt not steal, that it doesn't matter if you're stealing from a Yid or if you're stealing from an Enihudi. Does haste, the Makairis and the Gemara Bavakama are definitely Dairaisa the Gemakairis, but it's even more so. They're Giluyim, that the Issa Dairaisa of Geneva and the Issa Dairaisa of Gzela is Koilo, not only if somebody steals from a Yid, but even someone that steals from an Enihudi. There's a Gemara in the Sechta Sanhedrin that Nun Zayin Amenalf. The Gemara over there is discussing the Sheva Mitzvahs Bnei Nayach, one of which is Gzela. And in that context, the Gemara brings a Braisa. 
על הגזל, גונב וגוזל, וכן יפס תויר, וכן כיועצבה. So what's the definition of גזלו, which is one of the seven mitzvahs? It means גנבו, it means גזלו, and even a בן נויח that takes a יפס תויר, he violates one of the seven mitzvahs בני נויח. Says the Bryce. Kuti bekuti, if a kuti, meaning a ben noyach, would steal from a kuti, or kuti be Yisrael also. The Yisrael bekuti, if however Yisrael would steal from a kuti, mutter, then it would be mutter. So the Brisa says that if a Yisrael steals from a kuti, mutter. Why is the Brisa saying this? Because it's talking about the Sheva Mitzvah which obviously deals with the kutim. So a kuti is not let to steal, but a Yisrael that steals from a kuti, in that instance, mutter, it's not going to be an issue. Zok Rashi, Yisrael bekuti, mutter. So Rashi stating that you should know that Midrabona there is a man that holds that Gezalakum is also Mishum Khilul Hashem Bagoizal Basra Bavakamadav Kufyud Gimalamanal. Meaning says Rashi that even though in this price it's Mufur that Gezalakum is mutter, but don't think that everybody holds that way. Because there is a Manda Omar in the end of Bavakama that holds that Gezel Akum is Osir, Midirabonon, Mishum Chilwasha. Now, we learn Tagoizel Basra, which right, and it's clear in Tagoizel Basra that this Manda Omrim that holds that Gezel Akum is Osir, but those Manda Omrim brought Psukim to say that it's Osir. They didn't say it's Osir, Midirabonon, Mishum Chilwashem. In fact, what the Gemara said was that even when Gezel Akum is Mutter, because it's Tos Akim, or it's Avedos Akim, or it's Afgos Alvasi, you still have to be sensitive to Chil Hashem. Abirash is quoting the end of Avakam and says, Oh, you should know that you're learning Sanhedrin now. You're not holding in the sugis of Gezel Akim. You're holding in the sugis of Shev and Mrs. Pnei Nayach. But I'm letting you know that in Gezel Basra, Sadam, Manoma Vasal, as Gezel Akim is also in the Rabbanon. It's Mashma, not that way. It's Mashma, it's also in the Rais. The Rashi held that all the drushes that the Gemara brought in our sugir are not drushes gemurois, but rather all they are or are asmachtois ba'alma. In other words, it would seem that it's a machloikis Rambam and Rashi. Again, there's more Rishonim on both sides of this, but Rambam and Rashi in Yonenu, whether the drushes in our Gemara are drushes gemurois or whether they are asmachtois ba'alma. The Rambam sheet seems to be that these are drushes gemurois. Rashi's seems to be that these are only a smachtas ba'alma. I think it's Kedai to speak out one kasha on Shittas Rashi. It's from Kivega's kasha. Kivega asks this kasha as I go to Shulchan Aruch. It's in Chayshim Mishpat Simen Shin Nun Tes. And he blibes Tzorich in Godel and Rashi. He says, Rashi says that the man d'omer that holds that Gezel Akum is Osir holds that it's Osir Midrabon. There's two Gemaras, Mufurish, not that way. One is a Gemara, Mesechtis Bechayris, Dafyud Gimel Amadbeis. The Gemara over there is talking about the Isroi No. You know, a person is not allowed to fool somebody when he does business with him. Now it says in the Torah, the Chisimkeru Mimker La'amisecha, Oikonoi Miyadamisecha, Altoinu Ish Es Achiv. So the Gemara is Medayik that it says, in the Pasik, Altoinu Ish Es Achiv. It says, Vichisimkuru Mimkar La Misecha. And from here you see that the Israel now applies only if you're doing business with a Yid, not if you're doing business with an Eino Yehudi. It's Tafke if it's Amisecha. It's Tafke if it's Achiv. Freak the Gemara Kash. Honey, Chilamanda Amagzele Yasser, Bishan, according to Madame Adarholz. That Gezalakum is Osser, Hainu de Itzterich Krolem Israel. No. I understand why I need a Pasik in the Torah to tell me that I know his mother. Because even though Gezalakum is Osser, Abay know his mother, Elo, 
Nisa, but the command of Amar Gzela shall Kanani mutter. But if you hold like the command of that holds like Gzela Kanani is mutter, I know me boy. So Madach Gzela is mutter. Kavachaim, I know it's going to be mutter. Meaning I know it's less chamer than Gzela. So if Gzela is mutter, for sure I know it's mutter. So Rav Kivayker, after Mefurishig Gemara, where the Gemara says that according to the command of Amar that holds that Gzela Akum is aser, you would need a pasuk to tell me that I know it's not aser. In other words, the man of that holds that Gezel Akum is Osir, holds its Osir, Midairaisa. Because if Gezel Akum is Osir, only Midirabanon, then what's the Hanichel of Mandama Gzelay Osir? Even if it's Osir, it's only Osir Midirabanon. So, why do I need a Pasuk to tell me that I know his mother? If I need a Pasuk to tell me I know his mother, I say, Maris, Gezel Akum is Osir, Midairaisa. So, Donachagamara. But the Mitzia, that pays Zion on the base. The Gemara there is talking about a lav in the Torah that says, V'chisavoy bekerem reyecha, V'achalta anovim kenafshecha, Savecha, V'alkel yechaloy sitein. So this is a rather obscure halacha. There's no Pasuk in the Torah that's obscure, but this is a little obscure. The Pasuk says that if somebody's working for somebody in a field, so the halacha is, lunch is on the balabus. You're allowed to start jumping on whatever is there. Stating that, You're now going to take from the food that's there and put it into your kale. You can't take a lunch bag to go. So if you want to take the stay, that's something that you're allowed to do. But to go now. So the Gemara says that this halacha is only true if you're working for a Yehudi. But if you're working for an Eina Yehudi, there's no love of El Kel Yechaloi Sitein. How do I know that? Because it says, Ki Saboy Bekerem Re'echa. And Re'echa teaches me, Vavoy Bekerem Kuti. Freytig Amar HaKasha, Honnichel Amanda Amar Gezel Kuti Yasser. That's all good according to the Amanda that holds that Gezel Akum is Aser. I know the Itzterich, Kral Mishri Poyol. So I understand why I need a Pasuk to tell me that a Poyol is Mutter, meaning that Gezel Akum is Aser, but the lava of El Kel Yechaloi Sitein, being that you're a, a Poyol, so you're allowed to put things into your basket. El Amanda Amar Gezel Kuti Mutter. But according to the Amanda the whole from Gazel Kuti is mutter. Hashtag Zayla mutter poyomi, but it's almost verbatim the lotion of the Gemara in the Chayyur stuff you'd give on the base. So the Gemara says, if you hold Gazel Akim is also, I understand why you need a meal to tell me that there's no lav al Kalyu Chalaisite. But if you hold the Gazel Akim is mutter, so if regular Gazel is mutter, Kavachim, this is going to be mutter. Zakrab Kivega, Chamnacha Gemara. Where it's before in the Gemara that the Gemara says, if you hold Gazel Akim is Osir, then you would need a Pasik to be matter al Kalyu Chalaisite. If Rashi is Nachon, that what? That even Gezel Akum is also only Midr so what's the Hanicha? Why do I need a Pasuk to tell me Val Kelly Chaloi Sitein? There's no such thing as Gezel Akum Asa Midr Raisa. Elamai, the Zichr of Mandomar that holds Gezel Akum. Now, who's this Mandomar? Hanicha Lamad. Right, Becheris Yud Gimel, you're not learning Gezel Akum. And Bava Metzia Pezan, you're also not learning Gezel Akum. Who is this Mandomar? It's the Manda Amar in Hagoizel Basra. So, what's Dr. Ashi? That if you take a look in Hagoizel Basra, you should know, I'm giving you a Yediya, Marumokim, Ayn Shom, Sok the Hilger Ashi, Asadar Manda Amar that holds, that Gezel Akum is also Midrabanon. That Manda Amar Zichar holds Gezel Akum is Midrabanon. Because he's the Manda Amar that's quoted in the Honnicha in Bechayrus Yud Gimel. He's the Manda Amar that's quoted in the Honnicha in Bava Metzia, that pays on the base. And because it is Kashish, Rabbi Kivayi says, Tzorich Il Gadol. The bottom line is, it seems to be a Machoikis Rishay. The Rambam Shita is, Gezel Akum is also Midrabanon. Rashi Shita is, Gezel Akum is Midrabanon. By the way, the smog holds like the Rambam. Toysus maybe holds like Rashi. Again, there's so much to be mafalful here. But this is a major league Machoikis Rishay name, Rabbi Said Sarich Iun Godel, not Sarich Iun. Sarich Iun Godel, how there could be a man that holds that the 
Shita, was halt Gesel Akumasse, Seif, Hagesel Basra, halt mit der Abona und throughout Shas, ich habe zwei Marme Koimis, wo der Gemara says, Honicha, with regards to this sheet, and clearly implying that that sheet holds Gezel is really awesome in their eyes. So what's the bottom line? So if you take a look at the Torah, in Hilches Geneva, Simen Sameach, Simen Shin Memches, so the Torah says, Osr Lignoiv, Afilu Kolsho, Vechulu Vechulu. And then the Torah says, Echad HaGoynev Yisrael, Ben Kotam Ben Godol, Vechad HaGoynev Me Oivet Avoy Dezara. Either way, the halacha is, Geneva is going to be us. And from the stimas, halosh and hator, all the poiskim say, it's pretty clear that the Torah held, like the Rambam, that Gezel Akum is going to be Aser Midai Raisa. The Mechaber in Simen Shimem Ches says the same thing. It says the Mechaber in Sif Beis, Kol HaGoynev, Afilu Shava Pruto, Oivrel Alav Deloi Signoifu, Vechayev Lishalem. Echad agoynev momen Yisrael, oy hagoynev momen shal goyim, v'echad agoynev migadol, oy mikotin. The mechabrit simen shin nun tes, sif aleph. Also, ligzoi leilashik afilu koshu, bein mi Yisrael, bein mi goy. Bottom line is, the sheet of the Shulchan Aruch seems pretty clear, it's the Lashon HaRambam, that there is an Isidai Raisa, not only is there an Isidai Raisa, but it's the regular Algamena Isidai Raisa, which is something that you're going to have. The Ramah doesn't say much, to give you a sense that he would be chaylik in any way on what this mechaber said. Stating that the words of the Ramah are aniyim b'makam echad, but ashirim b'makam echad. The Ramah in Evan Ezra, this is in Hilchis Kedushin, it's in Simen Chofches, it's Sif Aleph. So the mechaber over there says as follows, HaMekadosh Eso Isha Begezel, Oy Begneva, Oy Bechamos, Im Nes Yashu Abaylin, V'noi Deshekona, Oy Sedov, V'yiyosh, HaRezen Mekudashas, V'emlav, Eno Mekudashas. So if somebody steals something, and then is Mekadosh and Isha, unless he was Koine with Yiyosh or some sort, Dalach is, the Kedushin is not going to be Chazok, the Ramah, Kitsha Begezel, Oy Gnevas Goy, what happens if somebody steals from a guy, and he's Mekadosh and Isha, with the Gzela or the Gneva from the guy, Havi Mekudashas, because all you need to do is return it but otherwise it's really yours. <laughs> and being that it's yours, the Makar to this Ramah is the Mahari Vail. And it sounds a little bit from this Ramah, this is Rashi Sprach in Sanhedrin, Dafnun Zayin, that really there's no Wissaloi Sigzal, there's no Wissaloi Signoi. And all there is is a cheshben of Kiddush Hashem. And if that's the case, it has enough gemina, Hilchis Kiddush, which is where the Ramah brings it. And the Ramah says that if somebody steals, the Allah is, Hareza Mikudashas. But the bottom line is that if you take a look at the Chalkis Mechaikik on that Ramah, and the Shach brings it here in Simen Sameach, they say that this Ramah in Ebene Ezer is a very big Chiddush. And not just that, he quoted the Marival, and I believe that he misquoted the Marival. And the bottom line is that the Paiskim Nevon, Be'ikr, that Genevas Akum and Gzelas Akum is really something that is Osir Midai Raisa. So just Aha'ara. And that is that there's one fascinating observation that just has to be made about this sukkah. So again, we just did a very, very quick recap. But in the Let's Share, we spoke about censorship as it relates to this Indian. Specifically, the, the meaning that you find in a lot of Svarim Akhtoshim, that the uh, Mechabu would write a Ksavis Natsalus right in the beginning of the Sefer, and he would say that I want you to know anytime Akum or something that rhymes with that is mentioned in the Sefer, we're not referring to the Akim Shabizmaneno, 
We're referring to the Akram that were if they have a desire, they were if they are him from three of the Gedairs. The Akram of the Tzlach, we spoke about the Chibur, that the Chuv may have a blaze of Flakless Road, and his Akram. We spoke about Ramosha Kunitz and the Akram of the Sefer Ben Yechai, the Chsam Seifers, Macha Keneged, something that he wrote there in Kovitz Chuv Simit Sadik that he wrote to the Baruch Tam, Dvarim Atiken. But the emphasis that because of this Indian and this censorship, it, it really creates a very, very difficult problem as it relates to learning the sugya. And I'll, I'll just demonstrate. And that is, one of the important Maramakoimas in the sugya of Gezel Akum is in the Shailus Yitruvah's Chut HaMasholish. So Shailus Yitruvah's Chut HaMasholish is Miyuchis to Hagoyin Hagodol Rabchaim Voloshana. But the safest is called Chot HaMasholish. The reason it's called Chot HaMasholish is because it has in it is not only Reb Chaim but it has Chuvas from his Edim and from his Enochel as well. Recently, the Chuvas of Reb Chaim were printed for the first time in a separate Sefer. It was put up by Mechon Yerushalayim. It was redone beautifully with Hagoyis, etc., etc. But either way, so this Indian that I'm reading from is from Simon Chof Hay in Chuvas Rabbeinu Chaim Mivolajin. You want to see it in an older print? You can take a look in Shailos and Shuvas Chotam Asholish. It starts Simon Yudalit, Hezvav, Hezayin. It goes through Yudzayin. It's a very Choshevah Yeshivashem Marimokim as it relates to these sugyas of of Gezalak. The context over there is that there was a Yid whose name was Rabbi Yontif Lipman Halper. So he's the Mechaber of Shailos and Shuvas Kedushas Yontif. Not to be confused with the Kedushas Yontif, but he's the Mechaber of. Sefer Kedushas Yontif, he lived in the times of the Vilna Goyen, he was a Goyen Oilom, and he wrote three tshuvas that are printed in Shailos Shuvas Chut HaMashulosh to Reb Chaim Velazhin in the Indian of, in the Indian of Gezel Akum. And Reb Chaim Velazhin writes back to him. So Yudalit Tesvav Tezayin is all from the Kedushas Yontif, Yud Zayin in Chut HaMashulosh is Reb Chaim Velazhin's response. Here in Shuvas Rabbeinu Chaim Velazhin, it's all in one simon, it's simon chafhei. Either way, it's a chelik dalit of simon chafhei, which is the fourth tshuva. So Reb Chaim Velazhin is writing back to Rabbi Yontif Lipman Halperin. And he writes to him as follows. He says, Higiyani imre noyamoy, asher hemik hirchiv bedin gezel akum. He says, I have to be honest with you. I think it's very, very hard to sit down and to know the MS of these sugyas. He says, I'm telling you the Gemara's that we have are not real. And he said, there was so much censorship, I posher can't write a truth on this topic. I'll be honest with you. I posher don't even know what's real and what's not real. He says, there was so much tampering in these inyonim. He says, it's impossible. And one thing I know for sure, that the Messiah that we have today, this is not from Ravashi, there's no way in the world. Things will change. Kisveyad would change. And as a result, it's impossible for me to tell you clearly. And he says, I'll prove it to you. He says, I'll give you a, a, a good dogma. He says, this is a Gemara that we learned together in Bava Kama, Daflam, and Chesam, and Gemara is a classic. The Gemara is a ton of Rabbanah. V'kvar shilcha malchus roimi, shnei sardioites eitzel chachmi yisro. 
Remember this Gemara? There were Malchus Remi, they sent two officers to the Chachm Yisrael. They said, Limdunu Teiraschem, teach me your Torah. No, Kiru, Vishonu, Vishilshu, they sat and they learned in the Chazirin and Sindritimu. But Shaspati Rasam, when they got up to leave, Amrulahem, they said, Diktaknu Bechol Teiraschem, the Emesu. Chutzmi Dovrazer. So we went through the whole Torah, it's all Emes, with the exception of one thing. Shatam, Imam, you hold, Shershal Yisrael, Shanog, Achshor, Shal Kanani Potter, Shal Kanani, Shanog, Achshor, Shal Yisrael, Bain Tam, Bain Muid, Mishamna. Why is it that a shoshal you saw that shtois is a shoshal nachri is potter? And the other way around, you have to pay nezek shali even if it's a tam. Either way, this is what they told him, but they said the dovers that ain't no idea We're going to keep this amongst friends. We're not going to repeat this. No worries. You have nothing to worry about. The Gemara is a little bit sussum. It's clear that it's a little bit sussum. Says Rebbeim Velazhina that he found in the Shlach Kaddish that the Shlach in an art says that it was posher to him that this Gemara was chapped with. And the real gears of this Gemara was supposed to be the way it's brought down in the Yerushalmi. Yerushalmi is in the same place. Here in Perak, Shoshanagach Dalbehe, but it's a little bit different. First of all, we put a name to the face. It was Rabbi Gamliel. And it was these two officers that came to learn Torah. At the end, they said, Your Torah is beautiful. There's two things we don't agree with. Number one, that this woman is allowed to take care of a Jewish child, but not in the reverse. So that was the first thing. Second thing is You hold that Gezel Yisrael is Aser, but Gezel Akram is Muter. But Oisushah at that minute, Gaza Rabban Gamliel Al Gezel Ois Nachri Sheyehi Aser Mivnei Chil Hashem. Rabban Gamliel got up and he said Gezel Akram is going to be Aser Mivnei Chil Hashem. And then he brought the thing with the Shoshal Yisrael, etc., etc. This is missing from our Gemara. That when they came and they looked, they found out that the Chachamim Ol Gezel Akram is Muter. And Rabbi Gamliel got up a Oysushah. Till then, there was also Shalacha. And he said that really Gezel Akum is, is supposed to be Yasser. So says Rabbi Chaim Velazhin, and it's coming from a Shlach Kaddish, that it's Mashma that Unzer Gemara had the Nusach of the Yerushalmi. It's Pasha, it was the Yerushalmi. Why would there be a Machloikis? Narvas, the Babli was censored, and the Yerushalmi never got censored. They didn't have whatever kashef amaisa. The Babli was a lot mushchiach, and as a result, they knew the censor the Talmud Babli. This Yerushalmi slipped through the cracks. It never got censored, but it was a mafurishig and modern baba kama. That said, Rabbi Gamliel is the mechadish of Gazalaku Masa. Fire Rabbi Gamliel. There was no such thing. The Shlach Kaddish was Moisif, that if you look at Rashi on this Gemara, Rashi's a little hard to understand. You just take a look at Rashi. It's not clear where Rashi's coming from. Zokta Shlach, it's to me, Rashi had the Girsas HaYerushalmi, and if you take the Gemara and you replace it with Yerushalmi, you'll understand Rashi. Yeah, not, this is not academics. Quoting the Shlach HaKaddish and Reb Chaim That they said it was Poshet to them that the Gemara was doctored. It was played with this Zichir Shinu Yanus Chois and you cannot take what you see at face value. Reb Chaim adds, he says that you find many Rishonim that refer to a Gemara in HaGoyzel Basra where in HaGoyzel Basra it's mashed with a big machloikis whether Gezel Akum is Mutter or Gezel Akum is Aser. 
I learned I don't see a big machloikis. It's pretty clear what the sheet of Agoizel Basra is. Gezel Akum is also. The Teretz is the head to have been Shinri on There's no way else. It has to be. And it's because of that he says, I can't give Zachanetza. You know, we mentioned Rabbi Kivega asks on Rashi. Rashi in Sanhedrin and Zayin of says that Gezel Akum is also only Midrabanon. Based on Chil Hashem, I am safe. I goes about. Think of Kivega Tzorichi and Gadol. You know, you have to wonder if Rashi had a different Agoizel Basra. I don't know. I say Enfidmin Akasha for Rab Kivega. No, <laughs> but at the same time, it's coming from Rab Chaim Veloshne, and Rab Chaim Veloshne quotes that Gemara. The Kamam and the Rishonim Zaliviul the Inyan Gadol Nachri the Pluktei Beperak Agoizel. I don't know. We don't have that Gemara. There was another Gemara floating around. It's very hard to ask Kashis, and it's zikha very hard to write Shuvas. So he says, "No, umi oideya in b'shasti lon loyhoya agirus tekemay b'shasti rishalmi." Referring to that, Maisa v'anachnu, we're going to approach this ki ivrim bikir lefi hanuschois hamesoyrus biyadenu. The Ebeshe should save us. We need a Shem Ripsayim Hashem over here because Mamam is going in the blind here. There's no way to know what's happening. At the very, very end, incidentally, Rebbe Chaim writes to Rav Yontel Lipman Halper and he says, you know, based on his Psak, he says, right now I'm not sure. Adashe. He says, I'm leaving this as a dober, a shock. I'm not, posh, I can't give Zechanets in this Indian until I speak to my Rebbe. I ask him all my Shilas, and I'm going to ask him my Shilas, and I'm going to hear what he has to say. But the bottom line is, think about this. You know, you find censorship. Yeah, certain things, you know, Dvarm Kitanim, and Amal Dvarm Gedolim. But here you have a Sugya, which is a Halachic Sugya, which has major Nafkeminas where the sugi said Reb Chaim Volozhin is a sugi that we know for a fact Lav Mar Bred Rabashi Chosam We know for sure it was played with. And as a result, Reb Chaim Volozhin wrote, he says, I posh, don't know how you can write a truth. So what the emiss is as it relates to Gezalakum, we mamish don't know. You don't know what the truth is. It's one big mystery. But you have a sugi in Shas, a halachic sugi, where you push it, can't give the it. I think this is fascinating. Adlam Ma'oid. Bezashem tomorrow will pick this up.